This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with Charlie Long in studio and on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. Are you serious network? Blake Rafino. Blake, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Sorry about that, Mike, earlier. I think me and Charlie finally got it figured out. <laughs> I guess so. No problem, no problem. Um, it's come full circle, Blake, for uh, uh, Logan Diggs. I think about it um, toward the end of the recruiting process, LSU really putting sort of a full court press to get him to go to LSU under the prior regime. But Coach O wanted to recruit him as a linebacker. And then he come, he decided he was going to go to Notre Dame, and he was they they had told him Brian told him you're going to play running back here, and now you're back in town and you're playing running back at a position where you don't know about John Emery, and, and if there's there's a road, I guess Brian had, had talked to us about it here on WWL. There's a road for him to return, but you know, again, you can't count on that. And then with the injuries to Armani Goodwin, Josh Williams, man. Um, I can understand them bringing in uh, Logan Diggs, who's a good football player. Well, Mike, I mean, a, a thousand, over a thousand all-purpose yards last year as a rotational back. I know that he had 165 carries. But the biggest thing for me, Mike, was the, the 10 catches for 211 yards, 21 yards per catch with two touchdowns. I think that's something that LSU, you know, when we talked to Brian Kelly earlier and then when we did our interview with Coach Sloan, that they've really been focusing and working on. You remember the the, the, the route to, speaking of John Emory, out in the flat against uh, Alabama that he took to the house. It's something that a lot of coaches around LSU has, has been a vocal part to us at least. But anytime you have a 1,000-yard back in your backfield and you have uncertainties about Armani Goodwin, John Emory, you had have, you have another veteran piece. And you know what, Mike? This is the most Frank Wilson thing of all time. Yes, it no is. Back, no back – at LSU last year, besides Jane Daniels, if you want to call him technically a back because he's a quarter, but nobody had over 100 rushing attempts. John, Josh Williams had 97, Noah Kane, and John Emery had 76 apiece, and, John, and Armani Goodwin had 45. So rotational piece, uh, they're going to rotate these guys in and out, and it's something that BK's talked about a lot. And Frank Wilson stamps all over it, and good to add him because now you just add another veteran presence. With two years left remaining, if he if he so deems it. Uh, yesterday, them uh, getting a commitment from Juwan Johnson, the number one rated athlete in the state of Louisiana, and he was rated as an athlete because plays quarterback at Lafayette Christian. But he's been to our camps back to back years in Thibodeau. 
uh, for Dr. David Elias. And I uh, got to talk to him, and he was like, uh, boss, I'm going to play cornerback, uh, you know, in, in college. And the fact that I, I get it early on. Man, Deion Sanders walks into your living room, and he's trying to recruit you. And Deion's one of the few athletes today that's been out of it a few years, but he's so recognizable. And then you commit to Colorado, and then you start thinking about it. Man, you know, uh, and should I stay home uh, and go to LSU? That was a huge pickup for Brian Kelly to get Jawan Johnson. I talk about a focused young kid, really athletic, a young man who can really run, and he gets it. Uh, you can tell by talking to him, football matters to him, really matters to him. And um, right off the bat, he told me, you know, I, I, I want to play cornerback. I, I think that's my spot uh, in college football. Well, I, Mike, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought he was the best. So one of the best overall athletes when I went to the Dome, right? I mean, the kids got blazing speed. I, I, you know, a lot of people talk about his size, but size don't matter when you can run like that now, okay? So I like him, you know, in reference to where he's going to play. You know, Mike, the first summer under Brian Kelly, uh, he was at the camp, the, the LSU football camp, and Brian Kelly was just getting an idea of who some of these guys were. Well, they asked him to play corner. Mike, he took five reps. Brian Kelly walks over, interrupts the drill, and offers him on the spot. He, 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 that's all he needed to see. So I think that's what, you know, if, if, he, if he saw it early, and Juwan Johnson, so you got to give the kid credit. Now, what's how's the transition going to be? I think he's worked a lot on that. I know that you've seen it up close and personal. But when he committed yesterday, Mike, the biggest thing that told me the only two, the two biggest or three biggest names that you have out in the state of Louisiana is uh, Dominic McKinley, Wardell Mack, that I feel really good on, and Tyler Singleton, uh, Tyler Singleton, who's been at LSU a couple times now. I think three times in five weeks, he's made unofficial visits to LSU. So, Mike, you have a scenario where the top 12 guys in Louisiana, whether 2, 4, 7, or on 3, all of them are going to LSU. Now, name a time that that's happened. The last time that you would be able to go back in that, and you can go look on 247, was a guy by the name of Nick Saban. Yeah. He did it in 2001. So, I'm not saying that – look, <laughs> Marcus Spears, other dudes are a part of that class, Andrew Whitworth, and I, and I get that. But, Mike, I mean, nobody's coming in here right now plucking the top guys that you want to save. So, you add Wardell Mack, Deshaun McBride, and now Juwan Johnson into this mix, that's a really darn good class of defensive guys. Not to go along with Colin Simmons, who's in the fold, too. This is the time of year, the next couple months, that you start to see those commitments sort of pile up. And it gave us the indication last year that Brian Kelly was going to be a force in recruiting. Because, you know, you had a lot of Notre Dame people, you know, they would tell him, man, he ain't that great a recruiter. I'm just telling you, I don't think he's that good of a recruiter. All I know is uh, he's done a pretty doggone good job if he's been in the transfer portal, uh, high school recruiting. Man, Brian Kelly's put his footprint here and doing it in year two. No doubt. I, I mean, I think that this is the biggest thing for him is that, you know, he sat down with Tom Rinaldi, and a lot of LSU fans will remember this, but he sat down with Tom Rinaldi, and he said, Brian, what, during all this, what was the biggest thing that you took away from people were saying that you couldn't do good or you weren't good at? He said, recruiting. 
He goes, look, there's a different standard at Notre Dame with, when it comes to academics. And some kids that I really want to go and get, I just can't get in there. And so now, Mike, he's locking the state down, and then you've got Caden Durham, the running back from Duncanville, Texas. You've got Colin Simmons. You've got uh, the Coleman, uh, Cameron Coleman from Alabama, who, who's had a very good connection with Colin Hurley. He's making a victim. You've got uh, uh, Devon Dodson, the safety, also out of Duncanville. So not only are you doing good things inside the state, but you're going outside the state and, and getting really, really a, a lot of buzz around here. You've gone to Georgia. You've went and got JoJo Stone. You've gotten another tight end and, and Tavion Galloway to compliment Trades Green. So, I, Mike, I don't know about you, but I ain't seen it. I, I mean, two two top five classes. He's working on uh, working on a third here. What, what we gonna, I mean, what is there to be said? Now, I do think, Mike, here's the biggest concern that I have. There's not enough offensive what, – what, Mike, what you've been preaching to everybody for over 20 years, there's not enough offensive linemen in the state. you got to go elsewhere. you got to go elsewhere. They've got to pick it up a little bit there. Now, that's the only thing that I would say that I think LSU's maybe lacking in just a little bit that I think they've got to pick up. But they got some guys like Marcus Maskell that they're after. So, but they're going to have to pick it up there because there's just not enough talent in the state right now to get another four or five guys that Brian Kelly said he wants. Like hopping over to the diamond, LSU has now fallen from number one to number two to now number five in back-to-back weekend series losses to Auburn and Mississippi State, and now they're facing another team. Listen, Blake, a couple weeks ago we were saying, man, this SEC schedule is so front-loaded with you know Texas A&M and Arkansas and Tennessee, all these really good teams, South Carolina early on in the season. The back half is where they can really start picking up some wins against teams like Auburn and Mississippi State and Georgia. Now Georgia was a bubble team. Just a couple weeks ago, but losing all three, getting swept by Missouri, who was the worst team in the SEC East. Now they're the second worst because now Georgia's the worst. LSU is traveling, kind of limping to Athens, but this is their last chance to kind of get something together and get hot a little bit before the SEC tournament. This needs to be a bounce-back weekend. They need to win two or three. Would you agree? No doubt. If they want to be a top eight seed, they got to win this weekend. they got to take two or three. And look. I know you just said that, that you know, they're struggling. They, they've been really down. You're not wrong. Charlie Condon at Georgia is hitting 415 with 24 home runs. Okay? They have multiple, and I'm talking about multiple dudes with over 15 home runs. Connor Tate's another guy that can absolutely smash. So is Parks Harbor. With a bullpen that's struggling, Georgia's got dudes that can hit now. They have dudes that can hit. So, <laughs> man, you got to figure it out quick. You got to figure out really quick. I don't know what Jay's going to do. He he looked more stressed than I, than I've ever seen him at uh, at LSU. Georgia can really hit. Now their bullpen's not that great, but you have multiple dudes on Georgia's team that have eighty plus hits that can really swing it. You just got to be able to rely on some of these young guys like Connor or Connor Gendry. Gavin Gidry and others, and just hope that they can put it, put some things together. But this is going to be a, a tough series. Let's see how LSU bounces back. But don't think Georgia, don't let the record fool you. They got dudes that can really swing it. It seems like it's been that way for the past two weeks, though. Like, when you look at Auburn and when you look at Mississippi State, they don't have the best pitchers. They clearly don't have good bullpens but they had guys that could hit. That was what the, the preview was for both of those teams coming in. And now it's right. a similar kind of sounding team with Georgia, 
I, I, it kind of gets LSU fans worried, I would expect. But I think the biggest key for this weekend series, you know what you're going to get from Paul Skeens. But the second game of the series, Ty Floyd had a really good bounce-back performance this past weekend against Mississippi State. Now it was all for naught because Mississippi State came back against LSU's bullpen, which just struggled all weekend long. But you need Ty Floyd to keep kind of showing that, that form, so to speak, ahead of postseason play. And I think this Saturday, this Friday game, the second game of the weekend series versus Georgia, is going to be a huge one for him. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what Liam Sullivan, this Liam Sullivan, uh, Georgia's ace, go up against Ty Floyd. Look, if you thought Mississippi State's pin was bad, this one's just as worse, if not worse. Expect a lot of runs. See, that's the only thing I, th- I can think. I, I mean, Auburn is, might be the hottest team in the country right now. What they've done, one in five of the last six SEC uh, weekends. No excuse to be against Mississippi State. If you want to be considered one of the top teams, if you want to show that this that, that maybe the last couple weekends were flukes, you got to go out there and take it to them. But Liam Sullivan, I, I know that he has high ERA. Again, man, he's got 70 strikeouts on a year. He, I think he's fifth in the SEC in strikeouts. So. Topwood's got to continue to be big, and, and I just don't have an answer. Like, I, I really don't know what to say about uh, this bullpen. Jay's just going to have to figure it out. I, I don't know where else he can turn to, but we're going we're gonna to find out tonight what he does. What is his game plan tonight? Blake, thanks so much for joining us. I'm going to leave you with a Buddy Diliberto line. You know, all this him hawing about LSU and pitching and, and going up against all these great hitters. Do like Diliberto would do. Bet the over on every game. <laughs> it's hey, not man, a bad play. I have a pencil in my hand and a notepad. I literally was getting that something out to write it down. That's going to be on our show tonight. Bet the over. Bet the over. I mean, he would because you know sometimes we would talk on different uh, teams and and games and stuff. He's like, wait, wait, wait. Let's stop right here. Instead of worrying about what's the issue, let's just bet the over, right? And we still win, right? Oh, and I was like, you got it, buddy. You got it. And, and listen, uh, he'd always have a big laugh about it, but I, but I get what he was saying. Blake, thanks so much for joining us, buddy. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. See you next time. All right. Blake Rafino from RU Serious Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app.